This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Clear Curriculum, your instructional design and training company specializing in enterprise resource planning. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Taiwan helping Haiti get bulletproof vests for its police. Rishi Sunak to become Britain's next prime minister. Iconic radio telescope in Puerto Rico will not be rebuilt after damage from collapse. $350,000 approved to help BVI Eastern Caribbean increase airlift. New $100 million resort-style development for Montego Bay, Jamaica. Lease agreement signed with USVI Hotel on the Key developer. $25 million investment plan. Jamaica-Cuba to renew technical corporation agreements. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean. Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, October 25th. We start a report today in Haiti, where Taiwan is helping its police get bulletproof vests. Sink its Nevis Observer via Riders reports Taiwan is helping Haiti buy bulletproof vests and other personal protective equipment from Taiwanese manufacturer, the island's foreign ministry said, as security in the Caribbean country worsens. Ministry spokeswoman Joan Wu said that the help was being made in order to enhance the ability of the Haitian police to perform duties and respond to the calls of the international community and like-minded countries to improve public security in Haiti. Haiti is facing acute fuel shortage due to a blockade by a coalition of gangs demanding the resignation of Prime Minister Ariel Henry, with economic activity coming to a halt and many hospitals forced to close. Haiti is one of only 14 countries to maintain formal diplomatic ties with Chinese claim Taiwan. Japan said on Monday it had temporarily closed its embassy in Haiti due to the worsening security and humanitarian situation there. Now on to the United Nations. Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called for renewed hope and conviction in global solidarity in his message for United Nations Day, which was celebrated on Monday. The UN was born following the Second World War, and the day marks the anniversary of the entry into force in 1945 of the UN Charter, its founding document. Mr. Gutierrez described the UN as the product of hope because it embodies the hope and resolves to move beyond global conflict to a new era of global cooperation. Today, our organization is being tested like never before, but the United Nations was made for a moment like this, he said. Now more than ever, we need to bring to life the values and principles of the UN Charter in every corner of the world. The Secretary General emphasized why the UN is so essential today, as it is giving peace a chance and ending conflicts that jeopardize lives, futures, and global progress. The head of a UN education fund is urging donors to step up 
support so that 222 million children and adolescents worldwide caught in emergencies and protracted crises can continue to learn. Education is the very foundation of the global vision for sustainable development, respect for human rights, and maintenance of peace and security, said Yasmin Sharif, Director of Education Cannot Wait. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Rishi Sunak to become Britain's next prime minister. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports former British Treasury Chief Rishi Sunak is set to become Britain's next Prime Minister after winning the consecutive leadership race on Monday. He faces the huge task of stabilizing the party and country at a time of economic and political turbulence. Sunak will be Britain's first leader of color and the nation's third leader within this year. He will take over as Prime Minister from Liz Truce, who quit last week after 45 tumultuous days in office. Sunak lost out to Truce in the last consecutive election, but his party now appears eager for a safe pair of hands to tackle soaring energy and food prices and a looming recession. Sunak will now be asked by King Charles III to form a government. He will become the prime minister in a handover of power from truce today. Sunak's victory is historic. He is the first British Empire prime minister of Southern Asian heritage, the first Hindu to hold the post, and the youngest ever for 200 years. Now on to Puerto Rico, where once iconic radioscope in Puerto Rico will not be rebuilt after damage from collapse. UPI reports the National Science Foundation said that it would not rebuild the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico and instead plans to build a STEM-focused education center. The center would expand upon existing education and outreach opportunities and is expected to open in 2023, the NSF said in a statement. The observatory was once home to the world's most powerful radio telescope, but it collapsed in December 2020. The 59-year-old facility had hosted Nobel Prize-winning scientists, blockbuster Hollywood movies over the years. Its futuristic-looking suspension bridge and large Gregorian dome were once featured in movies like Contact in 1997 starring Jodie Foster and in the 1995 James Bond film Golden Eye. The National Science Foundation's owned the facility, which currently managed by the University of Central Florida, and had a consortium of organizations and businesses on the island assisting. The observatory is about 60 miles west of the capital San Juan in the mountainous interior of Puerto Rico. It was damaged during Hurricane Maria in 2017 and rattled by earthquakes in early 2020. An investigation into the cause of the collapse is ongoing. In March, the visitor center reopened. Arecibo has been home to other active astronomical instruments, such as the 12-meter telescope and a Ladere facility, which can study the atmosphere by bouncing laser beam off particles about 200 to 100 miles above the Earth. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. 
Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now we take a look at the tourism sector. First up, increasing airlift in the Eastern Caribbean. BVI News reports the Caribbean Development Bank has approved a grant of $350,000 to help the British Virgin Islands and other Eastern Caribbean countries address the airlift capacity issues which are affecting tourism in the region. The money was approved by the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States as emergency assistance. According to a press release from the OECS, the funds will be used to finance the cost of consultancy services and to assist with interim arrangements for the re-establishment of regular air transportation services within the sub-region. Tourism in the OECS countries is affected yearly by a shortage of airlift. Most of the countries are unable to accommodate larger aircrafts at their airports and usually rely on the yachting industry to make up for the decrease in airlift. The Caribbean Development Bank said the procurement process has already been completed and that the aviation consultancy will soon begin. Next up, new $100 million resort-style development for Montego Bay. Jamaica Information Service reports a new $100 million luxury mixed resort-style residential development is coming to Montego Bay, which will provide some 300 jobs for Jamaicans. The groundbreaking took place on Friday, October 21st for the Vista, which will be situated on Jimmy Cliff Boulevard, popularly known as the Hip Strip. The project is a joint venture between C&H Property Development Company and Money Masters Real Estate and Infrastructure Investment Limited. The partners have established Vista Montego Bay Resort Development Limited as a special purpose vehicle for the project. Construction of the Vista will be undertaken in phases over 48 months. Phase one will include development of 30 units consisting of one bedroom and two bedroom suites loss as well as penthouses. Phase two, three, and four will include residential and commercial spaces. Each tower will have studios, one and two bedroom suites, as well as approximately 10,000 square feet of commercial space. Now on to the U.S. Virgin Islands, where a lease agreement was signed for the U.S. Virgin Islands Hotel on the Key developer with plans for a $25 million investment. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Albert Bryan announced Monday that he has signed a fully negotiated and executed lease agreement between the government of the Virgin Islands and Christiansted Harbor Resort and Marina LLC for the redevelopment of the historic 7.2-acre hotel on the key property. Mr. Bryan also said he was in the process of transmitting the lease agreement to the VI legislature for its approval and ratification. Once approved, the developers are ready to go, the governor told the consortium. Under the terms of the agreement, the company will receive a 60-year lease and will undertake a two-phase $25 million renovation of the resort, which sits at the entrance to Christiansted Harbor on Protestant Key, according to the governor. 
The lease of the property for hotel development and operations was put to bid in October 2020, and the Christiansted Harbor Resort and Marina LLC was the winning bidder among several bidders. The redevelopment agreement includes renovation of the 55 existing hotel units, along with upgrades to the pool and existing restaurants. It also includes construction of 60 additional hotel units, dock extensions, and improvements to the ferry that brings guests from the Christiansted Boardwalk to the property. Construction improvements and renovations will take place in two phases, at estimated costs of about $8 million for Phase 1 and $17 million for Phase 2. The estimated timeline for the completion of the Christiansted Harbor Resort and Marina project is about 34 months for Phase 1 and about about 30 months for phase two. This is Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. To share information and upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, Jamaica Cuba to renew technical cooperation agreements. Jamaica Information Service reports the government of Jamaica through the Ministry of Health and Wellness has signed a letter of intent for a technical cooperation agreement with the government of the Republic of Cuba for the continued provision of a medical brigade of health professionals to Jamaica. A similar letter was signed for the renewal of an agreement for the operation of an ophthalmological center, which has over the years facilitated greater access to high-quality and timely vision and eye health services for Jamaicans. The signing was done by Jamaica's Minister of Health and Wellness, Dr. Christopher Tufton, and the Minister of Public Health of Cuba, Dr. Jose Angel Cortal Miranda, on the sidelines of the Ford International Convention Cuba Salud 2022, held in Havana, Cuba. According to Dr. Tufton, the Jamaica-Cuba Corporation reflect Cuba's commitment to serving public health as a public good. In response, the Cuban health minister noted that Jamaica would continue to enjoy his country's support. These two letters of intent will help us to deepen even more the relationship of our countries. You can always count on the solidarity of the Cuban people, he added. The letters of intent lay the foundation for the negotiation and implementation of the full terms of the technical cooperation agreements. And here's our final note, Jamaica and Chile cooperate in sports. Sports has been added to the growing areas of cooperation between Jamaica and the Republic of Chile. Minister of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade, Senator Kamina Johnson-Smith, made a disclosure while speaking at the recent luncheon to commemorate the 212th anniversary of Chile's independence held at the Court Lee Hotel and Suites in Kingston. Senator Johnson said that discussion commenced with Chile in areas of technical cooperation concerning food product labeling health and well-being. The senator said that over the years, the countries have collaborated in tangible ways, including in defense, air services, diplomatic training, and the promotion of Spanish as a foreign language. She noted that Jamaica has benefited from three cycles of the Spanish language training program conducted in 2018, 2019, and 2020. This program has enabled public sector workers to increase their proficiency in 
in Spanish and has enhanced the prospects for even greater interaction with our Latin American neighbors, she pointed out. Ambassador of the Republic of Chile to Jamaica, Constance Figueroa, who hosted the luncheon, said that she is looking forward to the signing of the Memorandum of Understanding in December for the training of future diplomats at the ICAID. The ambassador said she was also looking forward to Jamaica's participation in the Pan-American, Para-Pan-American Games scheduled to take place in Chile this year. This podcast has been brought to you by Clear Curriculum, your institutional design and training company specializing in enterprise resource planning. Phenomenal Foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings in Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. To share information and upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, October 25th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.